Hi this is Arun from arunsyoga.in I am a software engineer who mostly work with Node.js PHP and other backend technologies and I am an open source contributor as well I am a tantric by birth in a family which is passing tantric wisdom from generations to generations from past 2000 years of legacy and got lucky to travel across india and got chances to study under various gurus from different backgrounds and disciplines you could connect with me in arunsyoga.in here i am helping you to design a divine lifestyle which is based on vedic astrology tantra and other yogic system of understanding Hi all this is the fourth episode of the astrology of eastern west series in at this particular podcast we are digging deep into the chart of 45th american president donald trump along with our favorite shila so welcome to the astrology of eastern west episode number 4 donald trump hi all uh today's particular podcast it's a quite interesting one like uh, in this particular podcast we are uh, trying to analyze uh, donald trump's chart uh, both in eastern and western way and yeah here sheila with us uh, ladies first oh, okay well donald trump is not going to be president of the united states from today So it's a good day to be talking about him. Um and I feel that now I've done Donald Trump's horoscope, I really understand him as a human being. And I want to start with the 12th house in his chart. There are 12 houses or sections because it's the 12th house that really causes him the problems. Because actually the rest of his chart is absolutely brilliant. and he's a, a very unusual uh innovative interesting guy and um we haven't seen the last of him so the first thing i want to say is in in the 12th house he has mars in leo well of course he has a leo ascendant as well so he has a lot of hair and he looks he's got a bit of a mane on his head so that's quite interesting but mars represents his masculinity and because it's in the 12th house it also represents a kind of aggression and unfortunately for him it's the only thing that holds him back because some people find him too much and he he forges ahead he's very much for right let's get it done let's get it done and then other times he does not engage when really he needs to engage and it's the it's the real difficulty that he has and it's such a pity because this is a great man there's no doubt about it very unusual man and um so that's him yeah that's that i think that's what the problem is with him but um i can't say that he would be my favorite person but his chart and my chart go very well together so i guess if i met him we'd get on well together he'd like me and that's because um his sun and his moon are right in the central part of my chart so um but i think that um he, he i i feel very angry for his sake um that he's been treated so badly by the media the world's media because actually he is a phenomenally good man and he loves his country and the reason why i say that is not only because he says it but because he has the midheaven in taurus and henry the 8th has a very similar chart in that respect and not everybody liked king henry the 8th of england um he had six wives and he killed some of them but we don't forget him so uh, and also henry the 8th loved england as donald trump loves america so um 
shall I just stop now and then Aaron can talk about that and then yeah. I'll move on to the next bit. Yeah. Um, see, the thing is like uh, what I can see according to uh, uh, Vedic uh, reading, the, in the 12th house, there is Venus um, and Saturn, which is staying. So it's this 12th house is actually, it's about uh, moksha or mukti or uh, uh, more, uh, in uh, English word, it is like liberation. So the guy he who seek his liberation through uh, the energies of Venus and Saturn. So what does it mean? How does it ma uh, manifest? Is in this way, uh, Saturn, the planet which stands for uh, hard work, and uh, uh, he could be uh, he is a very good hard worker i believe uh, and uh, the venus also is staying on the uh, 12th house which means that uh, he has a profound interest on the uh, um, uh, the beauty aspect of the life or the uh, um, he could be a party animal that's what i can say from his start <laughs> well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> so this is in the 12th house and uh, uh, and I'm not so clear about what did you said like uh, 12th house is also in conjunction with uh, Leo what does it mean because Leo is this ascendant uh, in Vedic chart how do we treat it uh, ascendant is the first house so uh, what uh, what is that like well he has Mars on the other side of the ascendant in Western astrology, and that's not a good placement for Mars. And it also represents him as a man. So uh, it well, means... Well, what I'm asking is that, oh. like, uh, um, is there two houses in single house? Is that what you mean? Like, No, no, there are 12 houses. And I started with 12 rather yeah. than one, because I feel that his Mars in the 12th house is absolutely the reason why particularly men don't like him, uh, because it's the house of hidden enemies. And that's why I get angry. It's interesting that I get angry, because actually his rage is suppressed and kept under, but I feel angry for his sake because I think that no one human being could be that bad. Um, well, maybe Hitler, but I mean, Trump has not tried to start a war. In fact, there's not been a single war since he became the president of the United States. And he's taken all the troops, American troops, out of every war zone, including Afghanistan. So I find myself being angry at the way he's treated by the media in the world. And, and he's done so much good for that country. And he's very outspoken. Um, and people don't like it. They say, oh, no, you can't say that. Well, actually, he has. And a lot of people feel the same, you know. And we have a huge population problem in the world where poor people want to come to rich countries. And, for example, in, in England, we're a very, very small country. You can drive from one end of this country to the other in about five hours. And that's not going very fast. We're a very, very small landmass, and we have all these people. And this is the reason why we have this virus, the pandemic is hitting us very hard because we're all living so close together. And nobody, I don't know why politicians don't say, well, we have a lot of people living in close proximity. It's obvious. They're going to catch a virus. So he has taken issue with a number of people coming into the country from Mexico. And he's even managed to make an agreement with the, the president. I think it's a president or a prime minister in Mexico to say, yes, we're going to build a wall to stop people pouring in because there's too many drugs and too much crime really coming from Mexico. But you know, then people start to say, oh, well, that's racist. Well, it's not racist, it's a fact. Poor people will do anything to get money. And that's what we need to think about as a, as a globe. It's a global problem, you know? 
human beings need to survive and we need to think about the survival of the poorest people but you know america can't take the load anymore yeah. it's it's a population problem yeah, so um, like um, uh, there is a lot of uh, i mean the cultural difference of the peoples those who are coming from the other countries uh, could understand the uh, uh, misunderstand the cultural freedom which uh, uh, us is actually offering at the end it could be like if the peoples are uh, coming from the uh, poor countries uh, um, like if they they don't have uh, a, a relative understand or a unitive understanding of what is this actually all about uh, it it is actually going to make a problem and i i i personally i i i understand the uh, um, stance which uh, uh, trump has taken uh, in the case of uh, uh, refugees coming from other countries why he is not allowed all those things is is if uh, if they are not validated well on the scale of philosophical or uh, uh, unitive understanding of what is their culture is offering it is uh, definitely going to be a problem for uh, uh, us yeah yeah and it's something that perhaps we need to talk about in the world and um i'm just talking with some people about starting another media platform to talk about these things in a way that we're using our brains we're not just thumping the table and saying that's wrong that's a terrible thing to say you know that we have to start thinking about each other and doing the best for each other and that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody has to leave the country of their birth because you know your birthplace is a very important place for you for me too any of us so anyway so that's shall i move on because the second yeah. house run uh, uh, you the first house sorry the first house with trump is really i don't have a lot to say because he hasn't got a great emphasis on that but his second house has got jupiter and neptune in it which means that he's always going um, to be uh, can, rich. I, can i can i pursue there like uh, uh, let's move on uh, one by one like what you can okay. see from the first house well i i don't see anything apart from hard work because he's got the first house in virgo and he's just a hard worker and we all agree that he works hard he plays hard and there's no planets there so i don't I, I don't see a huge emphasis on that in his uh, western astrology but i do see a huge emphasis on money in his chart which is the next thing i can talk about uh so when i'm coming to the first house uh, what i can see the ascendant wherever the ascendant that is the first house uh, and according to the uh, vedic understanding uh, so in the first house which is leo uh, like uh, uh, what it what it does to how does it manifest in his uh, real life he is a born leader uh, <laughs> he don't entertain uh, much of uh, other people because he is uh, strong enough to put his idea which is uh, uh, relatively correct to uh manifest it into real way he is able to do that so uh first house which is also associated uh, mars is staying on the first house which means that he he mars is like uh, uh, the power of uh, you know war so he <laughs> sometime he uh, forcefully uh, try to embed uh, that uh, whatever uh, comes across in his uh, um, idea <laughs> so this is the uh, one thing i can uh, see from his chart which is in it's interesting because both of us are correct and uh, but yes there's a very slight shift in where the planets are yeah um shall i talk about the second house now yes yeah, i'm exactly. excited about the second house so he has neptune and jupiter in the second house in libra so this means to me that he uh is generous extremely generous man and i've read about him that he 
gives money to people. For example, I think a tax people to have the noise. He was late for something and uh, the taxi driver managed to get him to a place on time. So he bought him people don't about you have to read dig deep and read about him to find out about his private gener generosity. But also um Jupiter is uh trine, that means a hundred and twenty degrees away from Uranus in his chart. So it means that he's also highly unusual and um, he's a big tech fan and he's very, very, um, the new technology, computers, Twitter, all the rest of it is really his thing. And later on, I'm going to talk a bit more about this, but I think that's what he's going to go in for now. I think I'd be, uh, well, it'd be interesting to see, but I think by March, April at the latest this year, he will have his own platform, but I think he needs to, I, I don't know quite how it works, but he won't want to be under the thumb of anybody else. So he'll have his own hosting platform because that's really, there's a lot of indications in his Western chart that he could do that and be highly influential in the world. So we'll see. Um, but Neptune in his chart is in the second house as well. And that's very important because he, it means that he's quite spiritual, actually. It means that he understands the concept of what you give is what you receive. So money has never been that important to him. But of course, that's easy to say because he's never been poor. He was born rich. And people say that he's lost all his money and then regained it and lost it again. Then people start saying he hasn't paid his tax. Not really sure about that. I think that he's probably got very good accountants and that's the reason why he doesn't pay a lot of tax. But he, he actually, him losing the presidency is nothing to him. It's like, well, onward and upward, what will I do now? And it's, it's really him, he doesn't have, strangely enough, he's a very spiritual, believes in God, very, very firmly believes in God and trusts in God. Um, the other thing that I want to say is there is what we call a square that's 90 degrees between Neptune and Mercury in his chart. And that's a little bit problematic because people misunderstand him. And I've got Neptune opposite Mercury in my chart. So I know, I know how he feels because sometimes I say something and people kind of go, what? And then I have to explain. So he's a little bit the same, but in the main, he's, if he's got Neptune and Jupiter, both in the second house, it means that he's an, the wow factor with money and the wow factor with giving away his money. And this is why I see him doing something associated with technology after this, because um, he's just a natural you know, is, is what he what he takes to. So that's his second house. Um, so this is uh, in this um, Jupiter uh, is staying on the second house. Uh, that is actually Dhana Bhava. Dhana Bhava means what is his wealth. Uh, so uh, he has immense uh, wisdom, what I could say. Jupiter is the planet of the wisdom. Uh, and he who understand the wisdom more uh, will not emphasize uh, money much you know money is the part of uh, uh, implementing the ideas which is coming to his head that is how Absolutely. he treats the money yeah that is how that's he treats the money yeah exactly yes yeah yeah, yeah that's interesting that we both agree oh the other thing i noticed just now is uh, his jupiter is in libra in the chart that i've done which, which explains why he has gold everywhere in his houses and beautiful furniture. And he has beautiful women. He marries beautiful women. Uh, he's a great appreciator of beauty. So, um, yeah, that's another aspect of his personality. 
Shall I move on to number three? Yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about number three um, because there are no, well, the house opposite number three, number nine, there's a lot going on in Trump's life with regards to that, but we can talk about that later. But uh, in the Western chart, it falls in Scorpio. And so I would interpret that as a, um, being interested in deep matters, uh, hidden knowledge, digging out secrets. And of course, there's been a lot of talk about the fact that he knows a lot about other politicians in America who are crooked and bad in a way. They've done some bad things and he quite enjoys finding out about those things. And there's a question mark about whether he's going to expose people either today or at some point in the next couple of months. I'm not sure if it's today uh, but it's interesting that there are a lot of troops in Washington at the moment, because if you were a new president and you were going to be arrested, you wouldn't be able to run away if you were surrounded by 25,000 troops. But that's me going to the extreme. I've had a look at all the planetary movements, but I, I don't think that he's going away quietly, but he's going away with diplomacy. So we don't need to sit down today to watch the new president uh, with a bag of popcorn and think, oh, it's going to be like a film. This is going to be so exciting because he's going to be he's going to be brought down. But I think that, that a lot is going to emerge over the next couple of months about the corruption that there is in American politics and long overdue. That's what I'm hoping. Planetarily, there's a chance of it. So let's hope. So the third house, um, uh, there is no planet uh, in his uh, third house. Even though there is no planet, Mercury is having, uh, Mercury is looking on the triangle view on uh, his uh, uh, third house, uh, which is Mercury is standing as a friendly planet, uh, an enemy planet. So in the, into the, uh, looking into the third house as an enemy. So one thing uh, is uh, happening is like, uh, this is the right time. <clears throat> I mean, uh, he has to watch his speech. <laughs> uh, the thing, uh, the, whatever he is uh, trying to put forth, uh, like, what is happening uh, in his inside, the way he is trying to put outside, could, uh, through his words, could manifest uh, in the opposite way, which he may not be desired. So, uh, like the words that uh, he is trying to put forth has to be watched, uh, otherwise it can turn against him. So that is what the third... Uh, uh, house is telling to him yes i agree um the fourth house um is in sagittarius and in the western chart he has the moon in sagittarius at 21 degrees and my midheaven the line going through my chart is at 23 degrees of sagittarius so his moon rests right on my midheaven so he would really like me. He'd want to give me a hug. And I wouldn't be saying no. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd also want to take care of me. So that's just another little thing. Also, his sun is exactly opposite his moon. I find that quite interesting because um, maybe he didn't quite know which of his parents to um, kind of, uh, identify with uh, so he could be placed right between his parents and be thinking oh is she right or is he right oh is he right or is she right you know he would be very difficult for him with the relationship with his parents so his horoscope tells me that uh, but it also tells me that he loves 
home life um, and um, maybe what he likes most of all because the moon is in Sagittarius in the fourth house is that he likes to sit with his family and exchange ideas and yesterday I saw an interview with one of his grandchildren a little girl who's about 11 maybe 12 and she was so much like him she was punchy and she was coming up with these ideas and they asked her what were the big problems that America has to face and she had her own ideas they weren't his ideas and it was obvious that she lived in a family where they're accustomed to talking to each other and exchanging information and uh, communicating so that's I think what I would say about him um, I don't know I think he has several several houses as well doesn't he actual houses that he lives in uh, but all of those houses are comfortable for him and um, maybe quite because the moon is in the position that it's in it's quite possible that he really loves it when they're cooking at home and doing things like that together so that's what I think about him with the fourth house um, in the fourth house there is moon yeah exactly in uh, here also the moon is standing on the fourth house along with the Ketu uh, so how does the probability to manifest it's like the fourth house is the house of enemy and the planet moon is his mother so uh, I don't know what is that happening is there any problems is happening or something like that like one of his parents like uh, or it, it could be divine, divine feminine also like uh, existence is women is Kali so um, he has a um, he might uh, uh, arise, develop some problem with uh, uh, um, femininity. <laughs> yes. Um, well, you know, I picked up about the relationship between both his parents. Um, I could see that there's probably a lot of talking and a lot of arguing and a lot of ideas flying around between his parents. Um, and I understand what you mean about the goddess Kali, you know, the mother who gives, but the mother who takes as well. Um, but I, I might not have gone so far in my interpretation, but it's interesting that the themes that you and I are talking about are very, very similar, even though we do it a different way. Um, shall I talk about the fifth house? Yeah. Well, the fifth house represents um, hobbies, fun, um, children, uh, love affairs. And although there are no planets in there in this Western chart, uh, the transits are important to think about because there have been a lot of planets that have been passing through Trump's fifth house over the last 10 years. So um, they're just finishing now and uh, these massive configurations in the sky Pluto Jupiter Saturn all in Capricorn I think that he has considered being president of the United States as kind of experience so I can't say I think he's been more playful than usual as a president because it's been such a new thing for him. And so it's helped him grow in creative ways, in ways that he could never have imagined. But I feel that now, because Saturn is moving into the sixth house, and there's today, there's uh, the moon is in Aquarius, just beginning his sixth house, actually today, that he's moving into a new phase and he's quite happy about that. He's thinking, well, that was an interesting experience being president. And, um, you know, he's, he's, it's made him grow as a person because he's had so many things to think about, but now he's, he doesn't tend to be a person who looks back. Yeah. And the other thing that I want to say is because it's the fifth house, it also represents children and because all of these big planetary configurations the biggest configuration for 
2,000 years has occurred this year, well, last year and this year, that um, it's about his children. And I think being president and having his family on side with him has completely transformed his relationship with his children. And actually he mentioned his children in his speech yesterday, which I thought was interesting to say how helpful <coughs> they've been and how proud he is of them. And I don't think that before he was president, his relationship was so close as it is now. So there's been many advantages for him, this experience. But I think that he's he's been very open uh, to his attitude towards being president in the sense that he's only just now going to start hard work again. I think he's just seen it as a massive paint board, you know, oh, I could splash a bit of red on there and I could do green over here. And he's loved it. But now he's back to, right, what am I going to do next? And he's quite excited about it as well. So that's what I think about the fifth house. Yeah, um, here in the fifth house, um, fifth house, which is, there is no planet actually, but uh, Mars is having a look on uh, fifth house. Uh, so the problem which could arise, he might have, uh, he could develop, uh, uh, yeah, problems with uh, his off offsprings. He could fight mm. with his offspring. Mm. I, I think he probably would, but because of the planetary situation passing by, that has helped to change things and develop things for him. I mean, of course, the media, or some of the media are, are in America, are already saying, oh, Ivanka's not going to have a job. She's been flying on her father's coattails. It's a disgrace. They need to be regulated and sorted out because this, this, what they say has a massive influence on millions and millions of people. And it's rubbish. I mean, she's been a businesswoman for years. She'll be fine. You know, when you have that amount of money, it takes quite a lot to bring you down. And like her father, I don't think she'd be too worried anyway. I mean, just rubbish, you know, that they're whipping up this idea that there's going to be trouble ahead and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think that the experience of them working together over the last four years has changed things for them in a good way. But I agree with you. Otherwise, they would have been at loggerheads with each other. <laughs> yeah, moving to the sixth house. Sixth house. Um, in Western astrology, we call that um, health and work. So uh, Saturn's moved into Donald's sixth house, so he might be feeling a bit tired, but luckily he's got bags of energy normally, so I can't see him being dragged down by that. But he's actually focusing from today, he'll be focusing and saying, well, time to start working again. And because this moon today is in Aquarius, um, then I think it's to do, his sixth house is in Aquarius and the moon is in Aquarius. So we've got like a dub, double influence of technology, new ideas, um, age of Aquarius, all that kind of stuff. So that's why there's another thing going on with Uranus, which links where his natal Uranus is placed in his chart, linking in with Aquarius. There's a lot going on there, which I'll talk about later. But basically, there's a lot of indicators here that he could be starting some kind of media platform and something a bit more secure. He doesn't ever want to be in the position where he just gets knocked off a platform like Twitter. I mean, it, it makes everybody think you know, if the president of the United States, which is a massive, massive country, it's a continent, really, it's huge. If he could be knocked off a media platform, then anybody could. Just because he says what he says, you know, free speech is disappearing 
and I think that he's possibly looking at this I'd be surprised if he didn't do something about it and start his own media company or something similar yeah uh, he got uh, banned from Twitter and other things now <coughs> yeah um, so the sixth house what I can see is like uh, it's a uh, um, um, the the problems that could it's it's it's, a, it's again enemy's house um, uh, so what is happening here is like uh, rahu is having a look on sixth house and he is into rahur mahadesha so how does it gonna manifest is like uh, um, uh, he is gonna get more interested into spiritual aspect like uh, um, you know um, things to do with the spirituality magic and stuff like that in this period so that is how it's gonna uh, manifest in this chart that's interesting because when he made his he made another speech yesterday in front of the people in the open air so it wasn't his official speech it was another speech and he was talking about god and he said you know everything rests with god we're in the hands of god now uh, and then he made a joke but you see, this is where people misunderstand him because he's actually a very humorous man. And his wife says that about him. She says that's why she married him because he's so funny. And um, he said, well, people say I'm the most famous person in the world, but I'm not because Jesus is more famous than me. Now, some people say, oh, oh how dare he compare himself to Jesus? That's a joke. <laughs> No, I mean, uh, uh, what I can see is that Trump uh, personally may not be attracted to uh, uh, the mainstream Christianity. He is uh, more into genosis Christianity, like it's, it has to do more with the magic and things like that. So that kind of practice. Well, What's that? No, I was going to say, you know, people are, are saying that there's you know all kinds of black magic going on behind the scenes well, i don't know maybe it is i don't tend to be so extreme in my thoughts because i don't know i don't have proof but maybe he is realizing i i saw uh, somebody talking about him and they said that he knew that government was corrupt in america but he didn't realize how corrupt how deep it went until he became president so maybe he started to think about other ways of um, bringing spirituality into your life in a negative way. You know, maybe he's beginning to realize it now that it actually exists, you know. Um, strange because um, something happened to me years and years ago. My television started to flash on and off and the lights kept flashing in the house. And um, I asked a couple of people uh, from a local spiritualist church, so that they believe in God and they say prayers, but they also believe that you can talk to people who have passed over and died. So anyway, they came to the house and they were talking about levels and they sat in my office and they said, oh, there's a level one and a level four and a this and a that. And I was thinking, oh, it's a bit strange but anyway uh, they said give it two days by Wednesday everything will be cleared and on the Wednesday I turned the light on and it didn't flash anymore and the television stopped going on and off so I don't know but it's interesting because there's been talk amongst some people about levels of satanic force or negative energy whatever you want to call um, it that exists so I don't know no, no, the problem uh, with uh, the mainstream Christianity is like they understand uh, the forces of dark in a very different way because uh, that is how they program the people. Like uh, they killed so many women, those who actually manifest the divine feminine, they call them witches and uh, they told yeah. them they are doing witchcraft and stuff like that and they killed so many women. So it's, it's, a, it's a kind of uh, uh, giving uh, wrong, 
I mean, this is how the peoples got manifested that the energies, the deep uh, level of energies, actually dark, or it is. It has to be. Uh, it is gonna harm us. Like uh, so, because that uh, mainstream Christianity is divided uh, uh, existence into two. That. Uh, Semitic religion. There is something good and there is something bad, and they uh, said it is satanic. This is uh, uh, Jesus or uh, this is godly, divine. So and nothing the, in between. Yeah, this is the idea. But if we see the uh, universe as a large, the place we live, it is like the which has the light is actually relatively very less. The dark is the more if if we take the relative mass of the universe the if we take the nebula nebula is very small part of the entire existence so uh, i mean the understanding of our uh, our own understanding will evolve uh, according to the way which we see the things you know so but however uh, the deep uh, like uh, always LSD is better drug than that of weed. <laughs> if we see in that way, like it, it is gonna give a um, very deep uh, understanding. I'm, I'm not trying to put the drugs into a different kind of level or whatever. But uh, if we go really deep, uh, the deep, um, deep energies can enlighten people very fast. You know, but because it and also it can drive people's crazy also. Like that is why people oh, say it is. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree that. So um, that is why uh, people say the tantra, the um, uh, Atharva Veda, which uh, deals with all kind of uh, occult practices. Uh, the tantra also comes into that thing. So people are very conservative about this. If you don't, if you are not in a such a level of understanding. You should not practice these practices because it is like a sword. It can drive you crazy also. It can enlighten you also, you know. Uh, so if you are not into certain understanding, you should not touch it. But in the case of uh, him, the Donald Trump, the person who is having such uh, understanding and such amount of worldview, it's like uh, Genesis Christianity suits better to him, like rather than that of the mainstream Christianity which divided uh, the understanding into two, basically like uh, Semitic uh, Christianity, like this is something good and this is something bad in that way. So I think uh, uh, this is oh. a, uh, in this time, uh, he's developing that kind of uh, uh, yeah. magical things more. Into exactly. All of those things are going through his mind and he's thinking <clears throat> about them. Yeah, I absolutely understand. And also it's interesting to hear you talking like that because I developed that idea myself over the years because I also, as well as being an astrologer, I am a therapist for people with mental health problems. And I've had the most profound experiences with really disturbed people because they're tuned in on quite a high level and they'll say something very, very profound and something they've noticed that a lot of people wouldn't notice, but it's because they're not quite ready for it. They're not developed enough that, that it's affected them mentally. I absolutely understand what you're talking about. Um, and I think there is a big link between jumping in to these spiritual depths when you're not ready and actually losing your mind. Yeah. So that there's, there's a, another discussion we can have. <laughs> so, um, shall I move on to the seventh house? Yeah. Exactly. Seventh house is relationships generally. Um, <laughs> and what's interesting to me is that uh, there are no planets in there in the chart that I have, but Neptune has been passing through uh, Trump's seventh house. And so I would say that uh, as far as his marriage is concerned, that maybe they have had, or he has had some doubts or confusion. But if I, I actually did put Melania's chart and Donald's chart together, and they've got a very long lasting relationship. They've got a Saturn Venus connection, which will probably bring them through 
over the years, no matter what problems they have. But they've also, in their joint chart, got a, um, a Pluto. All of these big planetary transits have gone through their 12th house jointly. So they've probably developed a much deeper relationship because of him being president. But it has had its problems and its ups and downs. And one of the things that I heard yesterday in his speech was that he thanked the Secret Service in, in America for looking after his wife and looking after him. And there has been news of the fact that um, somebody tried to kill his wife. Uh, they tried to poison her. They put something on her nail varnish bottle. And he's had a couple of attempts on his life that we haven't heard about before. So that's why he said, I want to thank the Secret Service for looking after us. So it's all very Neptunian, meaning what happened there? How did we get to here? Well, what's going on? That's happening for him quite a bit. So that's so, my yeah. take. Uh, seventh house, uh, actually, it stands for a relationship. Uh, in, uh, I mean, the... Uh, relationship which he is having uh, like in seventh house uh, there is no planet actually uh, in here also but uh, even though there is no planet mercury is looking on this particular seventh house so how does it manifest is like he is someone who is having very much of uh, self-control in the case of relationship uh, he may not jump into women just like that and the women uh, she is able to satisfy him through uh, speech or intellectual capability. So that is going to stick with him. Uh, that particular woman is going to stick with him for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. She's a very intelligent woman. Have you heard any of her speeches? She makes the most amazing speeches. No, I know. And she's done, she's worked very hard, um, done a lot of charity work while she's been first lady so yeah i agree with you we got there by a different route but same conclusion um number eight that's an interesting one number eight is about deep hidden psychological aspects of life it's in aries so i look at mars in his chart and i think he probably suffers at times as a result of his what's the word i want to use to describe it he can be a bit blunt a bit blustery um a little bit clumsy and i think that he he realizes that he needs to manage that and he's managing it better than he did when he was younger but it's like a daily battle for him um and that's really all i want to say about the eighth house so in the eighth house eighth, eighth house there is venus uh, along with the saturn is looking there is no planet on the eighth house but the venus along with the saturn is looking so the thing is like uh, what does it means is like it's it's an enemy uh, aspect which is looking um so he need to watch out uh, his work. Sometimes what does it mean is like uh, he is very hardworking person. So he may go so crazy while working. And he is someone who likes a lot of luxury. And the luxury which he is accumulating on his life, he may go crazy over it. So these two things he has to watch out. So that is what it tells Yeah, I think that's always underlying in his life. Yeah, I, yes, I understand what you mean. Um, ninth house. The ninth house is the house of learning and travel. And it's the house of, uh, in Western astrology, long journeys. Now, interestingly enough, today... Mars is just into the ninth house at six degrees in Taurus. So that means that he's on a huge learning curve. And Mars will move across his midheaven 
And that's the reason why I say that we're going to hear from him again in March, April time, maybe the end of February, but certainly March, April, because Mars will be on his midheaven. And at the moment, Mars and Uranus are moving together in the universe and Mars and Uranus together are highly creative and kind of sudden. So not only is it affecting Donald Trump, but it's affecting the whole world. So it's quite possible that there will be sudden, unexpected revelations, things happening, things starting all of a sudden and things ending all of a sudden. And that is particularly uh, important for him because I think that the next couple of months, he is going to be on a massive learning curve, starting something new. And there's going to be things left over from being president that will come to light all of a sudden. So we'll turn on the television and it will be, and then that's happened. And now this has happened. So when he's not finished yet. <laughs> So, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth house. There is sun along with the Rahu staying, uh, and also this is the um, uh, Rahu Dasha. Yeah. So, this is like a profound. Like, uh, um, what does it mean? Is like uh, um, uh, this is like uh, uh, Rahu is he is into Rahur Mahadasha also and uh, that particular house is gonna get activated so that is his dharma so it's it's uh, it's for sure that he will i can uh, blindly say he will get attracted to the genesis christianity like uh, uh, magical aspect of spirituality it's, it's i mean uh, what i can see is like genesis christianity is uses lot of magical practices i think you know rather than that of the mainstream Christianity. Um, uh, so it's like he tried to take a lot of magic uh, into his life, like uh, going deep into thinking and introspection and uh, things like that, you know. Um, that is what it is, it is for sure. Like, that's what I can see in his yeah maybe maybe he's seeing a psychic at the moment maybe he's talking to somebody and saying what do you think what do you think is going to happen now possibly yeah it's definitely learning about new things there's no doubt about it it's probably learning about lots of different things i feel that because the moon has just gone into aquarius today that it's actually thinking about how he can get his message across to the world uh, because he's been taken off these media platforms. So he's the kind of person who will say, I'll just make my own. You know, I'll have control over it then. Um, if we move on to the 10th house, uh, his 10th house um, basically starts in Taurus, which shows his love of country, but then moves into Gemini. And largely his 10th house is in Gemini and he has Uranus right on the midheaven. Uranus is unusual. It's definitely ahead of its time. It's full of energy. It's a bit unsteady at times, but it gets things done. And he's lucky because he's got a Saturn connecting with his Uranus, which stops him going right over the edge. Um, but I think that's why I'm saying he's going to get involved in media stuff and something to do with electronics and the computer age, because he's a techie at heart. He's very interested in all of that. And he's very, very original and eccentric. Some people would say he's a little bit eccentric. Um, but then... I have Uranus in a prominent place in my chart, which is why I'm an astrologer. Maybe he's going to go and see an astrologer. I wish it was me. <laughs> but anyway, all of those things are possible at the moment. But this is why I'm saying that by um, March at the latest, eight, beginning of April, 
there's so many indicators here because he's got Mars and Uranus passing in the heavens in this part of his chart, but he's also got Mars hitting his natal Uranus in his chart. So it's like a double energy of here he is again, doing this other thing and that thing too, and that one. So he hasn't got very long actually to develop all this, but I think that it's possible that over the last 18 months, he's been thinking about a lot of new ideas anyway. Um, the only thing that he has to be careful of is that he doesn't get exhausted because it's so exciting to him. And um, it might mean that it upsets his sleep levels. And, you know, he's, he's a, a, quite an old man. I think he's 73 or 74. So he has to be a little bit careful. But what an amazing man for his age, because he's so full of energy, really. Yeah. Um, he thrives on just getting things done and uh, having an influence. Um, he also has the North Node in Gemini. Um, which means it's kind of like his soul's path is to be influential. He has the sun in the 10th house as well, which links him with the Leo part of him, his Leo ascendant, meaning he loves being in the public eye. He just, and I have a friend actually who has the sun in the 10th house and she just, she works on television, but, she just loves staring into the camera and being centre of attention. She just loves it. So there we are. That's Trump as well. Um, so, yes, he's got a lot going on in the 10th house uh, over 2021. So that's why I say he's not disappearing into a hole in the ground. Definitely not. Yeah, the 10th house here also, it's, it's, it's a saying uh, for me also, it is saying like... Uh, it's again saying me that spiritual aspect of, I mean, it is strong from the, his chart reading. What I can see is that he's uh, trying to conclude whatever he's, he has gone through. Yeah, he's a quite eccentric man because uh, he has a very uh, uh, different combination of the Saturn along with Venus on the first house. So it's, it's like, yeah, it's uh, so usual that he will not go through a hard life. Like, Always he will be blessed with a lot of money, a lot of women, a lot of uh, uh, things, whatever uh, it is. Like he's actually blessed with all those things. But yeah, so the same thing. I don't have much to say about that. Mm. Let's uh, move to House 11. Now in the chart that I've done, there are a lot of planets here as well. So he's got Mercury and Saturn in the 11th house. That would convey, it's in Cancer. So it conveys to me that um, he tries to be kind when he speaks. He tries to show that he cares. He's quite serious minded in many respects, even though he's a joker. Um, and he's always been somebody who it's a group thing, the 11th house. So it's anything to do with groups and friendships. So maybe when he was at school, I don't know this about him, but maybe he was a bit of a leader. Uh, even then he was a leader from a very, very early age. And quite often when people have Saturn in the 11th house in Western astrology, they might be a prefect at school. You know, a prefect is somebody who's the head child in the year and they're the child that stands up and gives a, a presentation or out gives. Oh, is that traffic at your end? What's that? Is that traffic at your end? Uh... Is that clear now? Yeah. Oh no, gone. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I see so the leader, um, somebody who speaks sensibly, who tries to be kind, all of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Venus. Oh, can I say one more thing? 
Yeah. I've just noticed he also has Venus in the 11th house. Saturn and Venus are very close together. So that means that he's a very loyal person in relationships. There's been a big scandal about an affair that he had um, about, I don't know, 14 years ago. Um, well, yes, he might have had an affair, but basically he would not divorce willingly. He's somebody who likes to have a wife and he's somebody who likes to remain loyal to that wife if he can. Unfortunately, because he's got Uranus in a prominent place in his chart, all these women <laughs> throw themselves in his path. So actually <laughs> considering what he's up against, he's, he manages it all quite well, really. Uh, he likes women, he likes to be friends with them, but when he's married to somebody, he really does try to be loyal to his wife. Um, so, you know, he, he's not um, a womanizer. He likes women. That's the difference. <laughs> no, he is self-conscious. We can see, I can see that. Like, uh, he won't throw himself up into any woman until at last he is able to uh, feed him so much intellectually. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's, and, and I think there's been interviews with both of them where it's, it seems to be like a mind connection that they have. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're attracted to each other because they love exchanging ideas and talking about things and getting in the mind of each other. So, yeah, I agree with that. And possibly that's the reason why he got divorced twice because both of his wives were extremely beautiful and reasonably intelligent but melania is far more intelligent than either of them i don't mean that in a derogatory way it's just a fact you know and that's why he's wanting to last with her of course the the media are talking about them getting a divorce and that's just one person that worked for melania i think who probably had an argument with her or something and says ah oh, like she hates him well, I'd be surprised if anything happens there. They're, I think they're together until death parts them, really. Um, yeah. So we'll be back to the 12th house again. I did miss something in the 12th house. Because mm -hmm. he also, in the Western chart, he has uh, Pluto in the 12th house, as well as <coughs> Mars. So that you would mean... Pluto. Yeah, that... Actually, I think he digs deep, and I think that's why uh, he's possibly been... He's often said, oh, you know, this person needs to be arrested, that person needs to be put into prison, and um, the 12th house is the house of prisons. So I think that maybe there will be some people arrested, and there's also a big court case in America that's just started with Ghislaine Maxwell. It started yesterday. How strange that it happened the day before he stopped being president. Um, and there's a lot of very murky, nasty stuff that has gone on in Ghislaine Maxwell's life. And when she was uh, in a relationship with Epstein. So we'll see what happens. But I think... Um, he smells a rat very easily. Trump's very good at kind of watching and listening. And then he says, oh, I smell a rat. I think we'll investigate that. He loves to investigate and dig deep. So I think there's more to be heard about the dirty dealings of politicians. <laughs> so um, from the talk house, it's a house of moksha. So what I can see is that uh, whatever he has done is actually leading him to <coughs> the moksha, you know, uh, moksha called the liberation. Uh, mm. So he walked uh, his way to liberation, like it's a, it's a hard work and it is uh, liberation through uh, pleasure. That's what his way actually, that's what he has walked through. Yeah. yeah. So let's just see what happens because I think he's not gone. <laughs> <laughs>
people people say that he will be president again. I'm not sure about that because looking at this Western chart, I'm thinking, has he got the energy now? Um, but certainly he's going to be very prominent um, and not disappearing and very influential. Um, I'd certainly go on a media platform that he was hosting. No problem at all. You know, after something like that happens to a person, they kind of treat people in the way that they would want to be treated, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, it, he represents, I think with the Uranus in his chart, very prominent, he represents the shake-up of the world. Come on, get rid of the rubbish, <laughs> clear up the house, tidy up, tidy up your act, put the cushions straight, um, put everything in a row. That's what he's about. Um, and I think that he has fulfilled his role in that sense, his karmic role to make the American system different from it has been in the past. We hope. Oh. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be a smooth run for Biden at all. So we finished with Donald Trump, yeah. but not really. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll be talking about him again in another month. <laughs> Was that? I said, maybe in another month we'll be talking about him again. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Thank you for listening to my podcast. You could connect with me in arunsyoga.in where you could see my contact details including my phone number my whatsapp and email id stay tuned for more exciting episodes